It is a very, very special time, right, to be with family and friends and people in God's church to be able to share these moments together. And, uh, man, we want these uh, moments to be cherished. Uh, there's so many good traditions that we have as Christians, and, and maybe you would even go a step further and just say even as families, uh, we have so many good traditions at Christmas time. I know maybe uh, you have traditions in your home with gift giving, or maybe it's, it's a Christmas tree, or maybe it's a special meal uh, that you might share together uh, as a family. But I, I have lots of different traditions, and, and I'm, I'm kind of a traditional guy when it comes to uh, Christmas time. And, and I know one of my favorite things uh, that I like to see at Christmas time is Christmas lights. Is there any Christmas light fans here? Okay, good. There's a few of us. Oh, a lot of us. Good, good. I'm just curious, kids, kids that are here, how many of you have seen Christmas lights this year? Christmas lights? How many of you saw some really awesome ones? Yeah. I mean, some people go all out, don't they? Do you guys know where that tradition actually began? Where the whole, the whole idea of having Christmas lights, it actually began with candles, what we handed to you as you came in into the service, those candles is actually where the idea for Christmas lights, where it came from. It was actually dating back to medieval times. As for you kids, that means a long, long time ago, several hundred years ago. People would take a candle, and how they decorated for Christmas time, and they remembered Christ's birth, is they would take that candle, and they would light it, and they would set it in the window of their home. And as they did that, people that are walking through the town would see that they had lit this candle, and they did that really for several reasons. The, the, the original reason was to actually invite priests to come into their homes and to offer them a blessing at Christmas time. But then the meaning of that candle became something even more because uh, that candle and that light and that window was symbolic to everyone that this was a Christian home that this was a home that wanted to celebrate Jesus at Christmas. This was a home also that celebrated hospitality, that anyone could come in. When the, when the candle was lit in the window, it meant that anyone walking by could come in. Maybe it's just to warm up, or maybe it's to share a cup of coffee. But it was not only meaningful of hospitality to those in the community or to family and friends. It was also meaningful because it said, Jesus is welcome here. Jesus is welcome in this home, in this season. And light has always been a part of our Christmas story. I mean, you should know that, right? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 from the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament was written 700 years before Jesus was born. And listen to what it says. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the in the deep darkness, a light has dawned. So even 700 years before baby Jesus is born, we see that this light is going to come into the darkness and it's talking about Jesus. And then in John's gospel, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 
Jesus, just seven chapters later in John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12, it says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said this. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, it says this. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, darkness and light are opposites. They're opposites, and they're also not equals. Because when a light shines in the darkness, they're not equal in power. The light is infinitely more powerful and stronger than the darkness. And wherever, wherever there is light, darkness must flee. One of my favorite parts of the Christmas story uh, that we read earlier was when the angels appeared to the shepherds. I just can't imagine what it must have been like. It's pitch dark. You're out in the country minding your own business. You've got the sheep maybe bawling a little bit in the background. What was it like for those shepherds to have these angels show up? And it says there in the passage that the glory of the Lord shone around them. If you can imagine the brightest light ever, that's what it was like. And it was so noticeable. And what did they say about this light? They said, we bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, which is for all people. And they announced the birth of this light that we're reading about in all of these scriptures the baby Jesus born in Bethlehem, they're announcing him coming in to the world. I brought with me uh, this morning a flashlight. This is a very, very powerful flashlight. Uh, th th this is kind of my security guard, I guess you'd say, flashlight that I keep around the house that if I have to go out at night and I want to see something clearly, I have this light. This light reminds me of a lighthouse. If you've ever experienced a lighthouse, those big towers by the sea that were lighting away for wayward ships to find their way to land, to find the safety, to find the channel that they could go into. And so many times those lighthouses, uh, they, would, they would turn on and they would be going like this and they would be rotating and they would rotate like this all the way around to get people's attention. When this light is like this, it's pretty bright in your face, right? It's a, pretty, it's a pretty bright light, but you know what? If the light is concentrated, it actually can get even brighter. I don't know how bright it is, but y'all are acting like the shepherds in some ways, trying to turn your head and cover your eyes. Oh, oh here's, here's the light. I did this to the sound booth earlier, and they said they were going to get me back, so I'm glad that they didn't. But you see that, that even the beam of this light, when it's concentrated, how it can shine and illuminate the darkness. It's a good reminder for us at Christmas and as Christians that Jesus is the light of the world and that he can illuminate any darkness. He can save any lost soul. He can be in the darkest moments of your life and bring hope and light to it. My family and I this summer got to go up in a lighthouse. It was like 192 feet, and we had to take stairs, spiral staircase, all the way to the top. But when we got to the top, it was amazing how the light up there would shine. And they said, you could see that light from that lighthouse go out for miles. 
It showed the way to ships back in the day, the way they could come into land. And there is power in that light. It is powerful and effective. Now, if I shine this light toward you, um, you experience one thing, right? If I'm shining this light toward you, you, you have this, this experience that you can see the light. But if you turned your back on this light, you get a totally different experience. You may turn your back on this light and you may say, well, this light is not near as bright as I thought it was. Is the light any less powerful? No. The power of the light stays the same, but the effect of the light is different. And I think how sad it is sometimes that some of us can see the light and we face the light and we come to the light and how yet there are others that turn their back on the light and their experience of the light is completely different. But when you have Jesus in your life, you can shine and you have the effect of a lighthouse and maybe a super bright flashlight. The Bible tells us that we're to be light as well. Kids, I especially want you to hear this one. Parents, you will appreciate this. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 says this. Do everything, everything, without grumbling or complaining, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And listen to this. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Did you know that, kids? That you could shine light like stars in the sky through glorifying Jesus and by not grumbling and complaining and arguing. You can stick out like a star in a dark sky. Also in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, Jesus says this. He says this to his disciples, his, his friends, his followers. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and stick it under a bowl. No, instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And then Jesus said this, in that same way, you let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You see, Jesus is the light of the world, and he came to shine his light of love on us so that we can, in turn, bring it out into the dark world and shine and reflect his light to others. I want to end this morning by saying this. The first words that God ever spoke in the Bible that's found in Genesis chapter 1 was this, let there be light. And he spoke those words, and the very next phrase in the Bible says, God spoke it, and then there was light. And I believe it is to, into whatever darkness you might be experiencing this Christmas season that God wants to speak to you those very same words today. Let there be light in your home. Let there be light in your workplace. Let there be light at your table. Let there be light in the conversations that you will have in the next few days and weeks. 
Let there be light in relationships. Let there be light in all the places of darkness. Let there be light. And remember that I want you to also consider lighting a candle on the window of your heart as a way to signify to others, Jesus, he's welcome here.